Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Our journey was finally coming to its end. We had set out to discover the wonders of the sea, but instead we were greeted only by hellish nightmares. I know now the sea cannot be tamed. That night we would experience its final acts of cruelty. Most of the men were below deck in their beds, blissfully unaware of the horrors we had awoken. Creatures you wouldn't believe existed. But worst of all, was the Kraken. There is this misconception that the Kraken is a beast that originates from Greek mythology. But why? Release the Kraken! Well, shiny Liam Neeson pretending to be Zeus obviously doesn't help in this case. To say the ancient Greeks enjoyed sailing around is a colossal understatement, so naturally they would have many stories of monsters at sea. The works of Homer help to popularise creatures such as Scylla and Charybdis, but neither one of these really resembles a Kraken. The most terrifying of all these creatures was Cetus, a giant fish, whale, shark, sea monster thing. It doesn't really have a set appearance that we can easily identify. It's best known as the sea monster Perseus defeated when saving Andromeda. The confusion then comes when both the original Clash of the Titans and the 2010 remake refer to this creature as the Kraken. In neither of these movies does it resemble what we would expect a Kraken to be, so why not just use the original name? From a mythological standpoint, it doesn't really make any sense. But if you're in Hollywood's position and you have this giant sea monster from Greek myth that the average person doesn't really know by name, then why not just call it a Kraken? More people will have heard of the name and it's going to generate more excitement. Also, the phrase release the Kraken is infinitely cooler than release the Cetus, because it sounds too much like fetus. But maybe that's just me. So if the Kraken isn't from Greek mythology, then where do these stories originate from? Stories of the Kraken originate from Scandinavian folklore in the early 12th century. 
The first written account of the beast was in 1180 from Svarda Sigurdsson, who would later become the King of Norway in 1184. Sigurdsson believed a monster in the shape of a giant squid stalked the waters around Norway, Iceland, and Greenland. It terrorised sailors who crossed its path, dragging them into the depths of the ocean, destroying their ships, and making their journey the voyage from hell. Mentions of the Kraken can be found once again around 1250, in a Norwegian text known as the King's Mirror. Here the narrator discusses all sorts of creatures found in Ireland, Iceland, and Greenland, including mermaids, mermen, and of course, the Kraken, although at this stage it was referred to as the Hafgufa. It's described as a large fish or whale that resembles an island, more so than a living creature. The narrator comes to the conclusion that it must be infertile, otherwise there would be hundreds of them at sea. A creature of the same name is mentioned again towards the end of the 13th century, in the Icelandic saga which details the journey of the hero Orvar Order as he travels through the Greenland Sea. On his journey he encounters two enormous monsters, the world's largest whale, and then the world's largest sea creature, the Hafgufa, a monster so big that it could swallow an entire ship, feed on an animal as large as a whale, and create a whirlpool by merely rotating its body. The term Kraken was first used by the Danish-Norwegian author Erik Pontopidan when he argued that the Kraken, along with mermaids and sea serpents, actually existed. In his works The Natural History of Norway, published in 1752 and 1753, he believed it to be a great tentacled monster that would surface and attack ships at sea, and then subsequently cause whirlpools when returning to the seabed. Several authors and zoologists discuss creatures similar to the Kraken before Pontopidan, but he was seen as the real driving force behind stories of the Kraken. Because of the translation, we don't really know if it was meant to be a squid or an octopus. Some also thought these stories were inspired by the Leviathan, a sea monster mentioned in the Hebrew Bible. Up until the end of the 18th century, the Kraken and its appearance remained fairly ambiguous. It went by several different names, and the only constant was its enormous size. The start of the 19th century is when the Kraken was thrust into mainstream popular culture, and this is when the giant squid or octopus-like appearance became the norm. It would also be mentioned in countless works of fiction, and still is even to this day. Some of the most famous pieces include The Kraken, a sonnet by Alfred Tennyson. He describes the Kraken as sleeping in the depths of the ocean, so deep that no human could ever possibly know. When it eventually awakes from its ancient slumber, both man and angel will witness only death and destruction. Tennyson publishing this work in 1830 obviously predates Lovecraft and the popularisation of cosmic horror but there is an uncanny resemblance between Tennyson's Kraken and Lovecraft's Cthulhu. Both are enormous creatures that slumber at the bottom of the ocean, waiting for the day they wake to destroy everything we think we know. What really connects both these stories and much of the fictional work surrounding the Kraken is the fear of the unknown. We as humans, even to this day, like to think that we know almost everything there is to know about the Earth, which is why we look to other planets and stars to explore. The truth is that the ocean is the one place on Earth that we've barely explored, 
and at the time these tales were created, we knew next to nothing. All throughout history, whenever we are unable to explain something, we make up stories based on what we can see. So is it possible that someone just saw a giant squid and thought it may have been a monster? Yes, it's entirely likely that's how these stories started in the first place. The giant and colossal squid are types of squid that actually do exist. They may not grow to the size of a kraken, but they are still pretty big. The colossal squid can grow as big as 33 feet in length and weigh up to 700 kilograms, but most of them are found in the stomachs of sperm whales. The giant squid can grow bigger in size, but in overall mass is considered smaller than the colossal squid. That, however, doesn't mean it's easy food for a sperm whale. Its tentacles are lined with hundreds of teeth that can do some serious damage. When we examine sperm whales, it's pretty common to find scars from their encounters with giant squid. There is still so much about these species of squid that we don't know. To put that into perspective, the amount of giant squid we've studied and measured is only about 600, which as a sample size doesn't give us anything definitive. There may be squid or other creatures out there even bigger. The famous French writer Jules Verne mentions a group of giant squid in his novel 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, which was published in 1870. You can see Captain Nemo and the crew of the Nautilus struggle against these giant squid in the 1954 film version, which had a lot of its marketing geared towards promoting the giant kraken-like creature. Both the 1916 silent film and the 1954 version made sure their movie posters and promotional art showed us the giant squid, and I guess that's an insight into our obsession with the kraken and creatures that lurk in the depths of the ocean. Perhaps the most famous piece of literature to feature something that resembles a kraken is Herman Melville's novel The Whale, or more commonly known as Moby Dick. Chapter 59 is titled Squid, the crew mistake a giant spectred figure for the whale, but instead it's a giant squid. They go on to explain that the giant squid are found at the very bottom of the ocean and serve as not much more than food for sperm whales. When these sperm whales are under duress or being pursued, they would disgorge or throw up the food in their stomach, which is why these giant live squid float to the surface. The chapter ends with the narrator discussing rumours of the great kraken mentioned by Pontopidan, potentially taking the form of a giant squid. The works of Alfred Tennyson and co inspired several 20th century authors from H.B. Lovecraft to John Wyndham, and the idea of this slumbering monster at the bottom of the ocean is one that several authors attempted to adapt. In terms of movies and television, it's only become more popular. If you have something that's loosely based at sea, or even just has some kind of water in it, then why not just throw in a Kraken? Clash of the Titans. Release the Kraken. Pirates of the Caribbean. Throw in a Kraken. Davy Jones. Kraken Face. House of Greyjoy. Kraken. King Kong. Yummy Kraken. Hotel Transylvania 3. Clearly what this movie needed was a giant singing kraken voiced by one of the Jonas Brothers. Spectre. I don't really have a joke for this one, it just left me confused as to whether someone in the cinema had swapped out James Bond for some hentai, but sadly that wasn't the case and the people in charge thought this would be a good idea. Moving swiftly on, our giant squid slash octopus friend also appears in countless video games. 
It's crazy how many games I've played that have a Kraken as some kind of boss or just a random monster that you kill. But what's even crazier is the amount of games I've played where there is no Kraken, at least in terms of a giant monster. Instead, there's a mission, a symbol, a character, or even an item named after the Kraken. And I guess I never really thought about how common it was until making this video. It's honestly really weird how it's everywhere. The idea of the Kraken has become so common it appears outside of fiction as a way to market products to the general public. You have Kraken Spice Rum, Razor Kraken Headsets, the Kraken Roller Coaster, and even Old Spice had a scent named Kraken Guard. So I guess the idea of the Kraken just excites some people. Despite how much of our planet we've explored, the deep sea is still a mystery to us. The fact that we truly don't know what lurks at the bottom of the ocean is what makes Tales of the Kraken and other sea monsters so compelling. As much as we would love to rule out the possibility of their existence, there may be monsters at the bottom of the sea, and one day we may just wake them from their slumber. And that, my friends, is truly terrifying. As always, I've been your host, Mythology and Fiction Explained. 